this is just a fantastic bourbon. Like I said, if you handed me this and said, sorry, Cole, I'm gonna take away your whole collection and you can only drink this for the rest of your life, I'd be somewhat bummed, but I'd be like, you know what? I will never have a bad pour. Welcome once again to Chill Filtered, the podcast for re-drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should, and you probably are, and that's why we like you. Welcome to episode 150 with Chill Filtered. We are uh, pleased. We are stoked. We are very happy to have you with us today. Thanks for uh, just checking us out if it's your first time, Uh, feeling us out a little more if it's maybe your first or your second or third time. But thanks for being a big fan if you're uh, listening for your fourth time or more, you know. Uh, <laughs> that's and, a low bar. Uh, so that's... Big fan. Yeah. Four no, times. No, just four episodes <laughs> and you're hooked. No, that's what it is. It's, and uh, and you know who you are, fourth episodes. You're in for the long run now. So, um, yeah. Before I talk about anything, before I get to any uh, celebratory uh, drinking or... Uh, Talking about history, or talking about Robbie, or talking about me, talking about anything. Let's talk about some business. All right, uh, we have a Patreon, and uh, a, you know we're we're enjoying uh, the Patreon perks that go both ways, uh, because those who uh, subscribe to us on Patreon by you know giving a certain amount a month, uh, they get goodies. And they also get samples sent to them every now and then. So keep an eye out, uh, Patreon peeps. But keep an eye out, non-Patreon peeps, to become a Patreon peep. So that's the business for this week. That's one way to support us. There are many ways to support us. That's just one. Uh, I feel like that was a weird intro. But, Robbie, how you doing, man? Um, I'm good. You know, Cole, I think... If this for listener on their fourth big fan number four yeah um totally and speaking of Patreon it hasn't been mentioned in the last four episodes I think where if we get to one thousand dollars on our Patreon supporters mm-hmm. Cole's gonna butt chug some McAllen McAllen yep. which number I want to say eighteen is what I said McAllen eighteen so yeah you're getting us closer um. Yeah, and honestly, it's not a, it's not just about you. It's not just about me. It's it, about the butt jug. You know, it's it's more about you because it ain't us, right, Cole? <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> Wrecked him, darn near killed him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No. Um, <laughs> how am I doing? I'm good. That uh, will. <laughs> yeah, it, it'll be interesting. Um, <laughs> I'm good, man. It's uh, it will. So it's crazy. Like, so yesterday was like 80 degrees. Today's 90 degrees. Tomorrow's like in the 60s. So it's like, it's a little weird week here. But, uh, you know, I don't know, man. Life is good right now. Uh, did some pizzas on the Camp Chef pellet grill. Nice. And, uh, did a, the girls had a good time doing that. They was like making their pizza messes. And like, it's been nice. Like, we're, like, we love m- it. We might have one day coming up soon where we're kind of like in the frost freeze kind of a zone thing oh really um but we mm. we planted our uh, we planted our whole garden i'm like i'm tired of moving them in and out every day waiting for the last freeze yeah. so like we're just gonna yeah. put them in the ground and if they die Harden them off yeah if they die that's okay because i'm tired of this so it was fun the girls and i i uh roped them into going outside I'm like hey guys let's go check out the farm so that we outside and planted all the all the plants so that was Aww. fun it was a good time and then i 
I sent you that picture yesterday of you and Finley planting stuff, and it just warmed my little Dude, heart. It's going to be you soon. It's going to be you, like, yeah. Well, I mean, three years. Like, mm-hmm. last, well, actually, two years. I think, like, two two years, two and a half, two, about two years, they were probably interested in planting things. So that, that was fun. So you're close. Yeah. You're close. Watching them grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of which, so I planted some jalapenos, too, which I, I did a while ago, nice. and they did not turn out. Like it just didn't take, and so I never, I never had any yield. But it made me think of you, yeah. Cole, because like you got your peppers planted, or your pl- pe- peppers popping. Yeah, they're uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> wait, did you ask? Are my peppers popping? Yeah, and apparently I was more into it. Than I wasn't you are. sure if that was a question. <laughs> no, yeah, I yeah, they're uh, I I still have last year's plants. Um, and so I got to feed them some nitrogen probably so they leaf up a little more and kind of mm-hmm. re rebuild basically cuz over winter they kind of all but the uh the hatch green chilies are super uh resilient to anything like they just keep producing really? which is crazy to me like That's all awesome. all winter they produce the most in the winter it's phoenix of course yeah uh, but they killed it this winter That's awesome Yeah yeah, but it's hard. I mean, the the crazy thing is, is once you get to a certain level with a pepper plant, like mm-hmm. they just roll. Like, but getting them to that level and like helping them to transition sometimes is is the hardest part. Um, so that's that's probably more likely like in your kind of climate, though, right? Yeah, they say peppers are known or like originated in like places like Latin America and yeah, stuff. But, so. but they're used to. They do. They thrive more with humidity and heat, as opposed to just heat. So they 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 took a hit last summer okay. uh, in Phoenix because yes, it was hot, but it was too hot. Yeah, gotcha. And dry. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I'm good. Best peppers I ever grew were in Wisconsin, though. <laughs> now, is that because they were actually the best, or is it the most time you gave to peppers? Because you're kind of a jack of all trades and bounce around a lot. So I can see like... Yeah, no, it was... I put as much time into them as I put into the Phoenix ones. And they... I had 81 plants in... I mean, in Wisconsin. And almost all of them did great. Nice. Some of them did like fantastically. But um, but yeah. the My favorites these days growing is ghost peppers. Because they they have good yield. Like, like, like one pepper, one ghost pepper goes a long way. Mm-hmm. But that's that, you know? That's not everyone's here to learn about peppers, <laughs> but I like talking about them. So, Cole, how how are you doing besides your peppers popping? Oh, they're popping. Um, <laughs> it's been a hard week uh, at work. It's like a like an emotional almost week at work this week. Oh, uh, yeah. Just I th- there's you know I. I want to do well in my job. I want to be good at what I do. And this was a week where I felt like I wasn't like doing as well as I hoped I would. And I love my job, love doing what I do. Um, But there's there's something in me that's like, I should be ahead by now. Like I should be doing better than I truly am. Like learning things and like picking things up quickly. Um, and I just kind of had a hard week thinking about that kind of stuff. Like I, like some of my like starting higher peers that came in the same time I did, 
some of them are doing a lot better than I am. And it's not about the comparison, to be honest. It's just like, I wish I could pick things up quick. And sometimes I'm like, maybe it's because I'm like 30 and I'm competing with these like <laughs> 24 year olds who are, and it's, it's not about like, like the difference. It's just like, maybe I'm an old dog learning new tricks. And like, I hate to say that at 30. Hey, um, but you know what? Every or old maybe dog it's just, can still be a good yeah. dog, Cole. You just, you just, That's straight up. you just keep fetching papers, man. Fetching papers. I had a dream. And waiting for your b- belly rubs. Yeah, and being a loyal dog. Exactly. Um, I had a dream last night that was, uh, I had a greyhound and he was a cuddler and it was like one of the best dreams ever. Had. It was amazing. <laughs> he just like wanted to chill and just be near me and like, and it was awesome and I was so happy. And maybe one day we'll get a dog. It'll be okay. But this is the 150th episode. What? It's a happy episode. Yeah. yeah. So, so Robbie, yeah, cool. I, I, I wanted to wait until episode 160, okay. um, but I will tell you that you're almost at the point of being in half the uh, episodes of the total podcast, Dang. which is crazy to me. When I think about it, I feel like I've been with you twice as long as I had been co-hosting with I, Adam. I don't know if that's a compliment uh, or not. No, it's a very good compliment. Yeah, cool. It feels yeah. like I've tolerated you for a lot longer than I have. Is what it sounds like to me, you know. Well, let me clear it up, Robbie. <laughs> this has been the time of my life. Oh, Patrick, yeah. I'm no, but running seriously, at you right awesome. now, and you can lift me above your head. Yeah. A little dirty dancing. I can do that. Time of my life. That's a game I play with the twins. To get their energy out, I make them go all the way across like the longest span of our house, and I'll play that song. And then jump. Well, for the entirety of that song, then they take turns running at me, and I'll lift them up my head, and then I put them down, they have to run back. So it's a little bit of a shoulder workout, but it's like they run a lot further than I lift. So it's a little, little dad tip right there. Yeah. But is the truth of it all, do you really play that song while it happens? I do. That's be- awesome. Because I will say by the end of that song, your arms are burning. If you're weak, yeah, like I me. believe it. If you're weak like me, but anyway, episode one fifty. I had a shoulder day at the so, uh, at the gym today. Oh yeah, how's how's the gym life going? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I, I put in a little time in the morning, get back to my day, and everything's good. Nice. So I've been doing it for like three or four weeks now, and uh, it's been nice to be consistent. And I am starting to see like notice a difference. I'm kind of doing high reps for for tone and. That kind of stuff. I'm not really going for like a bulky coal. I'm going to, oh gosh. Bulky coal is not gosh, the best coal. Bulky coal sounds like the man of my dreams. Just studying for tests, punching out windows in the parking yeah. lot. Bulky coal. Yeah. Uh, like take on the courier himself. Oh, like, don't, I'm bulkier than don't you, Don't you ever courier. mess with that mailman. The manliest man yeah, of all the no. mailmans. He's the manliest of the mailmans. Yeah. Um. But back to 150. Cole. Yeah. That's a big deal for you. You've been on every single episode except for like three of them or something like that. Two or three, yeah. Yeah, because you guys did like the first first year, you guys did like a two-week, three-week episode hiatus. Am I right? Uh, I want to say two. I think it was two. Yeah. And then Adam did one. And then we had that. Ryan Hack on that one time. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, that's like, then... that's a big deal, man. I don't think you've missed any yeah. other ones than that. And you know, I, I I did the math, and we're over five days straight of chill filtered episodes. 
Oh, like if you just listen back to back, it would take you <laughs> over five days. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. It's crazy. Or if you asked yeah. our wives, if you like, we made our wives listen to it. They'd be like, "That's annoying." So, <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. Oh man, my wife listens to so many podcasts, but she no longer listens to mine, which I'm okay with. But it's just funny to me. Well, it's funny. At least she's listened to some of it. I don't think Chelsea has. Yeah. Ever like maybe the one we did, the one off I did with you, the first one with a uh, uh, dead guy when you're really, right yeah, she listened to this part of that one. Cause I was so excited and I just played it over and over. And then uh, <laughs> kind of in the, like maybe the first episode we did when I was actual, uh, actually a host. And then she was like, oh, uh-huh. I, I don't want to listen to you. Like I listen to you all the time. So those were good memories. That dead guy, that guy was, it just makes one. me want to visit you again. Oh gosh. That'd be yeah. nice. Just drink together. So, for so much better. Yeah. Oh, so Chelsea uh, sent me, we might, like, beginning of December this year, come down for a, uh, she's got <gasps> some, like, continuing educational credit. So, we, her and I might fly down. It's in Scottsdale. I'm into that kind of thing. Yeah. So, that'd be fun. That'd be, like, perfect uh, for, like, what, one, time of year, and two, time after baby yes. born, and then three, uh celebrate you know i don't know there's no three it's but pre-christmas made it up. pre-christmas yeah pre-christmas buzz <laughs> so so no that'd be killer yeah keep us updated but uh for sure hey yeah cool how are we doing on time yeah it's I'm, probably time to I'm move into, to into uh, we gotta uh-huh. we, we gotta we gotta pour this whiskey to celebrate 150 glorious episodes yeah we should have drank this one for episode 107. We haven't even mentioned what we're drinking today. <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, well, well, you know what? I'll let it be a secret because everyone, no one knows what we're drinking when they click on our uh, podcast this week. Um, but in case they actually don't, uh, I'll bring it after the break. So uh, we're going to send it to break and we'll be back and we'll find out what we're drinking this week. So here we go. All right, we're drinking Weller Antique oh, 107. Gosh, that hey. break killed me. I couldn't wait that long to find out. Thank you for telling us finally, Cole. I'm so glad to uh, release <laughs> the uh, the cliffhanger and uh, make everyone happy. Uh, so I have some <clears throat> interesting history hey, this week. Hey, hey, Actually, Cole. no huge. Cole. Go ahead. Before mm-hmm. we do our next break, can you just remind me? I want to do a cliffhanger for our next break. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. just remind me. I I a cliffhanger for our next break. It'll be the today episode. or today, next episode. Today, today, the next break. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Sounds history. Good. What? Yeah. So I didn't. There's no big shout outs this week, and that's not a big deal. Um, oh, I have one. But I did just randomly want to name some names. Uh, Nathan Anthony, for one. Thanks for being a longtime Patreon supporter. Uh, Tim and Sarah Murray, thank you for being a longtime Patreon supporter. And I'm just going to do one one other person. And I know if you're a Patreon person, you appreciate a good shout out. But I'm just listing some names today. I'm not going through them all. Uh, and then lastly, Caleb Olson, one of our longest time Patreon supporters. We appreciate you guys. So, And all of our Patreon people, we support you and we love you. We appreciate all you're doing. Uh, but that's the shout outs that I'm doing today. Can More I, to come on the later episode. Can I do one real yeah, quick? Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to give a shout out to, yeah, a, bring it. to a little lady named Zoe who not only scored one goal, 
but two goals in her first soccer games. I'm not going to go any more in detail because I, I didn't really ask the parent if I can name whose child they were, but Zoe. Nice. nice two, two goals? Two goals. Zoe, you're what a stud. A you're amazing. Yeah. Keep it up. So anyway, yeah, that's seriously. my shout Good out. Good on you, Zoe. Yeah. That's cool. So we are drinking Weller Antique 107. This is definitely not our first Weller product on the podcast. The, the very first Weller appearance was the 2015 William LaRue Weller for episode 28. Uh, episode 73 was Weller's Special Reserve, the green label Weller. And episode 122 was the William LaRue Weller from the 2020 Antique Collection. So we've touched on Weller history somewhat already. Uh, I would actually highly recommend hitting up those episodes as they are full of good history. And I mean that. Uh, I went back through my notes and there was quite a lot of history and like areas of the Weller history that were that were touched, especially regarding the claim that Weller was the original weeded bourbon, as mentioned on each label these days. Uh, but uh, what I wanted to do today uh, was talk a little bit about mash bills. And so most of us know by now that Weller is known for its weeded recipe. And what does that really mean? Most of us know, but uh, for those who don't know, it's a weeded bourbon, which means because of the legal definition of bourbon, it is at least 51% corn. And then the remainder usually involves two other ingredients, uh, malted barley, and in this case, wheat. If you had a rye bourbon, it would be rye instead of wheat, of course. Uh, but I actually wanted to correct myself. Uh, previous episodes, I've given a claim and uh, and I need to correct that because I'm not Uh-oh. 100% right on that. And I can give a counterexample. So the claim that I've made before is that in order to be like a rye or, or you know a weeded bourbon, it doesn't mean that the majority of the remainder is rye or wheat. Uh, that's pretty important. Um, I, I've claimed this in the past and I've been wrong. Uh, a good counterexample is Willet Bourbon. Now, Willet bourbon is a rye bourbon, but the majority of the remainder is actually malted barley rather than rye. Even though there's a good amount of both, there's like a tiny bit more malted barley than rye, but you can't, no one calls it a malted barley bourbon, uh, but it's more of, it's more the fact that there's rye instead of wheat uh, and, or vice versa if it were weeded bourbon. So, uh, Forgive me, listeners. I have said that before. But anyway, I did some looking into what makes Mashville so special. And I wanted to talk about today, being that Weller is known for its Mashville, I wanted to go into Mashville's. And and some some fun facts about Mashville's uh, that even I learned today uh, that are pretty cool. Uh, pretty cool facts. So uh, I did some looking into what makes Mashville so special. I even went... Uh, I even... Wow, one, wow, uh, yeah. One might even <laughs> consider this to be the biggest determiner of the differences in flavor from bourbon to bourbon or whiskey to whiskey. Oh, that is one, uh, And wow. it might be. That is one whiskey to whiskey. Wait, what? <laughs> That's one whiskey wow. One whiskey wow. Um, and it very well might be the biggest uh, determiner. I don't know. But let's not forget about the other factors that go into the differences between bourbons or whiskeys. Uh, age, climate, 
the uh, seasonality, uh, temperature shifts, entry proof, bottle proof, location of the barrels in the warehouse, barrel char, oak curing, what part of the oak tree you're using, what type of warehouses, etc. But today, we're going to focus on that one thing that makes Weller so special, mash bill. So first of all, the the fun fact, I have a few questions that, I, that, I, that I'm going to answer. So uh, here's here's a fun one. I've heard this one before. It's a, it's a uh, uh, urban legend or a, what, what do they call it when something's just not tr- fully true? But uh, like a, yeah, yeah like a legend. wives tale. Old, yeah. Old wives tale, yeah. Old wives tale. Old yeah, wives tale urban wives tale. legend, which is like twice as unbelievably believable. Yeah, totally. So here's one. Have you ever heard this, Robbie? You might not have, but all bourbons need to be three grains. Oh, of course. You ever heard that? Yeah, that's that's it, totally. Yeah, that's way that is. is false. What? It is false. Hubba what? <laughs> uh, no, most are actually. Uh, the legal requirements say nothing about three grains, though. In fact, we've had at least one four grain bourbon on the podcast. And that was episode 14, a long time ago, uh, was E.H. Taylor Four Grain Bourbon. Huh. And that was a mixture of corn, wheat, rye, and malted barley. Amazing bottle. Amazing. Uh, and there's actually a distiller that we've had already on the podcast who is known for their four grain uh, bourbon. And it's actually Bluebird. Remember Bluebird Single Malt? I do. Yeah, so they're out of Pennsylvania, and they do a four-grain bourbon, and I am, I'd am i be so down. So if uh, I know they listen to one or two episodes, but four-grain, I mean, not four-grain, <laughs> Bluebird, if you're still listening, hit us up, and uh, we would love to try your four-grain. Yeah, four-bird, give us the blue-grain. Uh, although, I feel bad, because we gave them a pretty low rating for a micro-distillery, well, uh, so maybe they won't be yeah. back, but but that's how it is. We are honest with our but reviews, you know and, but we try to be nice. Just because one bottle doesn't hit our palates the right way doesn't mean all bottles won't. So I bet another know. will. Yeah. Yeah. There's no mm-hmm. cool. I, I think we should set out to prove that there's no ordinary whiskey. There is no ordinary whiskey. You know, that's been the uh that's been like the motto of our podcast or like or the description of our podcast, like set out to find that there's no ordinary whiskey. I feel like that's not us. I don't know. Maybe we need to rephrase our description. Yeah. But yeah, we'll think about it. It'll be something dumb like, uh, like, hubba to what? Whiskey's good or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Something more us, you know? Something more that screams Colin Robbie. Uh, Colin Robbie is like, equations, equations, duh. Like that's. <laughs> <laughs> that's. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I was like, that sounds like both of our jobs. <laughs> oh, man. You can't laugh at that. Uh, but uh, anyway, Bluebird Distillery. Check them out if you're in the Pennsylvania area and you want to um, you know, try a four-grain bourbon. But another mash bill question. This is a big one. Oh, and, I, and I've kind of covered three at this, or two at this point, mm-hmm. so I'll just leave it at three. The first one was... Um, does it have to be the majority of the remainder? And the answer is no. The second one, of course, we just said, well, does it have to be three grains in your mash bill? That's also a no. Yeah. And here is the other one. It's not a yes or no, um, but amazing. it is this question. Yeah, it, it maybe will fit this. 
why do all, why do almost all bourbons contain barley? And the answer is maybe. Oh, dang. Um, I'm a psychic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty good at this. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, isn't barley just for scotch or Irish whiskey, you say? Well, this is something I found out today and was really intrigued by, actually. Uh, barley does bring some nice chocolatey or malty notes to the bourbon. But that's really not the reason almost all bourbons have malted barley. It's because of the enzymes that barley gives. Uh, Barley contains enzymes that corn, wheat, or rye don't have. And these enzymes uh, break down barley's own sugar and the other sugars of the other grains uh, so much more than if you weren't not to add malted barley into it, uh, giving it more alcohol and in the end more of more use of the grains in the mash bill didn't know that until today i always wondered why does pretty much every bourbon have malted barley in it and that's why huh uh so anyway i guess that's enough about mash bills Uh, but speaking of mash bills let's talk about the weeded mash bill product we're drinking today and when I say weeded, I mean weeded bourbon because there are weeded or wheat whiskeys like Bernheim, for example, uh, or I think Mas- Masterson's, Masterson's, I want to say it's Masterson's, uh, also does a weeded bourbon or weeded whiskey. And I believe that Dry Fly out of Washington State Spokane uh, also does. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. They also, I believe, do a wheat whiskey. I know they have one. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah, I forget what it's called. But yeah, they have a wheat whiskey. Um, we're not talking about that. We're talking about weeded bourbon. So mostly corn and then wheat as opposed to anything rye. Uh, undisclosed. Oh, yeah, we're drinking Weller Antique 107. Undisclosed weeded bourbon mash bill. But we do know. We, I mean, the ratio, we don't know. But we do know it's corn and then wheat and malted barley, of course. Uh, made by uh, and produced by Buffalo Trace Distillery. Uh same mash bill as Pappy these days. Oh. So that's kind of cool. If you're into if you're into Pappy or the hype behind that. The hype. Uh, another thing about this bottle that I didn't write down, it is very hard to find because it is very hyped up. And don't get me wrong, it's usually amazing. Uh and it's a very trustworthy, sweet bourbon product, amazing. Uh but you pretty much have a really hard time finding it on shelves. I don't think I've ever seen a Antique 107 on a shelf. Yeah, I didn't buy this off a but shelf. Yeah. How'd you get it? Well, um, so it was about this time. No, it wasn't about this time. It was midsummer. And my wife, uh-huh. one of the doctors my wife works with, uh, Andrew Chai, he uh-huh. texted my wife and said, Oh, I got a bottle of Elmer T. Lee and Weller 107 and. Uh, uh, Blanton's at this liquor store. And I, nice. And uh, actually, no, they were talking on the phone. And Chelsea goes, uh-huh. Oh, Robbie, Dr. Chai got this. And I said, And I was like, what, Where to get it? Where was it? And then I, I ran and right away and I uh, got, a, got a bottle of this. So that's how that happened. And wait, so you like it was in in Boise area? It was in the Boise area, yeah. Nice. Anyway, yeah. That's cool. So I ran into the liquor store and uh, they had it behind the counter. So I can't say I ever saw it on the shelf. Nice. But apparently, like, if you live in Ohio, that's cool. Ohio has this like randomly all over the place. Really? That's what I've heard. Good to know. <clears throat> yeah. Enough reason to live in Ohio. Yeah. 
It's it's getting windy. So anyway, it's getting windy here, and like my door just like you know, like the pressure changes in the house. Like I thought my door was about to bust open. I yeah, got, yeah, I thought I was in trouble. Got scared there. Anyway, should we pop this? She's like Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally Chelsea's She's voice. Like, Don't give away the whiskey secrets. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> not from Ohio. <laughs> anyway. Uh, 107 proof as the name suggests we're drinking Clever. Weller Antique 107 also known as Old Weller Antique OWA or WL Weller Antique there's a lot of like weird like semi names for it uh, but yeah 107 proof definitely higher than the Special Reserve uh, what did I say episode 70 73 was Special Reserve we did um, which was 90 proof so this is definitely a lot hotter Almost 10% hotter. Um, no age statement, but it's straight whiskey. Uh, but I want to assume the age is a little higher than the minimum of two years required to be a straight bourbon. Uh, one of the fanciest screw cap bottles you can buy. That's for sure. Mine, mine's so, a uh, Robbie, why don't you give us a good... Mine, oh, yours is a cork? cork, yeah. Here, okay, well, why don't good. you give us the cork pop then? I'm, yeah, I'm about two... Th- or, yeah. We got one third left, so it might be a good one. Nice. Okay. Not too bad. Nice. Not too shabby. I like it. Uh, One thing I forgot to mention, total wine price. If you're lucky enough to even find it at a total wine, $49.99. Do you remember what you got it for? Probably something similar because it's just state control. Yeah, state control. So MSRP, so about about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And actually that. All right. Let me open my little sample bottle. That was an epic night Go ahead. for me because I got this. I got uh, EHT small batch. Is that right? That's the easy one. Oh, nice. And yeah, small batch is the cheaper one. And then I coerced a girl who was younger than me to go in and buy me that bottle of Stag Junior. So it was a good night. She's like, "Are you are you of age?" That's what she asked. (laughs) And I showed her my hairline. Am I buying for a minor? I'll get it for you. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because like. uh, what is it? Uh, Billy Madison. He's like, goo. <laughs> <laughs> you can stay home, help me shave my arm, but goo or go to school, all right? <laughs> um, no, it's more so when uh, his friend pees his pants and he's like, <laughs> and he not- he looks down at his pants and this is huge, uh, like, like puddle in his pants and he's like, goo. <laughs> Yeah. And then he helps him out by by pretending he peed his pants yeah. so that he's not as embarrassed. What a what a family friendly movie. Yeah, I like Adam Sandler. Okay, this to me is bourbon. Like it's just what's on the nose, bourbon. This is good. Lots of apples. Lots of like yeah. Uh, uh, it's like fifty percent apples. Twenty five percent vanilla, twenty five percent caramel. Like it just bourbon, so good. What I love about Buffalo Trace is they have a few mash bills. One uh, is their mash bill number one, which we you know we'll get like uh, Eagle Rare, Stag Junior, Stag Senior, um, Colonel Taylor. Uh, what else? Buffalo Trace, all on mash bill number one. Mash bill number two, on the other hand, we'll get like things like everything from Ancient Age to Blanton's to Elmer T. Lee to Rock Hill Farms. Uh, what's the other one I'm thinking of? Uh, Hancock's. All great bourbons. Mash bill number two. Um, and 
And then we'll get the weeded recipe, which is what we're drinking today, which is everything from Pappy to any of the Weller products for the most part. Uh, and then uh, otherwise we have the rye recipe, which is like Sazerac or Sazerac 18 or um, uh, Thomas H. Handy. Uh, so those those are all I what I love about Buffalo Trace is one of my favorite notes ever is apples. And I feel like pretty much every mash bill has a little bit of beautiful apples on it, especially mash bill number one and the weeded recipe, in my opinion. Uh, the weeded recipe reminds me of like a tart, uh, like almost a Granny Smith apple. On the other hand, mash bill number one, like Buffalo Trace or Eagle Rare, might be more along the lines of like a baking apple. Uh, either way, I love both. And I could probably call it as I smell it, just off the nose, just what Mashville it is. If you handed me like a Buffalo Trace product, I'd be like, yep, this is Mashville number one. Or, and I might not be able to grab all the time, like say like this is Eagle Rare as opposed to Buffalo Trace. Um, but I, I bet you I could nail down the uh, Mashville number one versus Mashville, or the weeded Mashville just because of the apples notes that I would get from it. I love these notes. And so, like I said, mm little bit of like a tart granny smith on this one but a really really well done one yeah 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 um similarly uh, i get apples sorry that- a little bit of caramel <laughs> but far less detailed than cool um no nah, yeah so i will say while you're doing that i was doing the matt porter swirly swirl which i kind of like i just started doing that I kind of like as someone else is talking, you just, like kind of like I can see where the ADHD whiskey comes in because it's just a nice like stemming movement activity while someone else is talking about their whiskey. You just whip that sucker around the glass, and the yeah. more and the the more I beat it into a frenzy, the more caramels coming out for me. Yeah, mm, not- slight amount of vanilla, for sure. Hmm. It's just good. It is. Just smells so good. I'm sipping it. Yeah. And I and the proof is amazing for the for the nose. Like just enough alcohol kick to like amp it up even. Mm-hmm. Like those especially that that Granny Smith note is like amplified because of the alcohol vaporage. And it's not too much. It's like perfect. Yeah, I was going to say proofage wise, I think it's right. I mean, it gets a little hot at points, but it's more like a warm kind of a hot. It's not overpowering or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like this has a lot of like good sweetness to it. Like it's not super sweet to me, but it's just it's a nice balanced sweetness. I do get a little bit of bitterness towards the end, but not a ton. I mean, the nose itself, like like I said, like this is kind of what you expect when you're drinking a bourbon. At least that's what I expect. Good sweetness. Uh-huh. Yeah. What are you getting on the palette? Um, I love this palette. Notes at the finish and the the end of the palette and the 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 finishing it out. Um, caramel mm-hmm. and apple cider, oh, and I'm okay. I'm talking about like uh, not like hard cider. I'm talking about like that you know the brown cider that you can get like in the fall, like um, a fresh squeezed cider. Oh, so good. Okay. Yeah. And like kind of oxidized in that brownness, you know. And there's a profoundness to this brownness. And <laughs> no, that's a uh, Reggie Watts quote. Um, but um, 
really sweet in a so pleasant way. If you if you handed this to me and said, I'm sorry, Cole, you can only drink Weller Antique for the rest of your life and no other whiskey ever, I wouldn't even be that mad. Okay. I'd just be like, I'd miss certain whiskeys, but I would be doing okay. It's not uh, a bad place I, to be. I really like this. It is good. Yeah. It's yeah. really good. Ugh. So and I just gotta hit a like you ever you ever okay, you ever have one of those suckers? Those lollipops that is like, it's a green apple, caramel, caramel apple yeah. thing. And it's like, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's like the- Where it's uh, like caramel and it's candy. It's antihero to the kid who can't suck on suckers for very long. He has to chew them right away because that was me. And you would go to chew into like crunch it down and just finish it. And you couldn't because of the caramel. Yeah. yeah I know like that about. long. Yeah. I know. Yeah. No, this is, that's what I'm getting here. And I love it. Yeah. No. Amazing. So I will say this, this is kind of like, this is kind of, to me, this is like a bourbon standard and mm. I, I don't think I, I would, I'm going to rate it as high as it probably deserves because to me, this is like, this is just what bourbon should be almost. I don't know. But even that being said, then you think like that this is what bourbon should be. Yeah. Then maybe the other bourbons don't quite reach the standard. I don't know. For sure. Yeah. That's one anyway, way to look at it. Anyway, I don't know. So I dropped my water. Have you dropped water yet? Yeah. I just dropped. I'm about to swish. It is so sweet on the nose. Like it's uh, vapory sweet. Like it's not just vapor and like uh, like a, like the rubbing alcohol kind of thing. It's like all the sweetness yeah. in the vapor. It's like a shuttle to your nose with the vapor. It's like a it's like if Chuck E. Cheese were to deliver pizzas, you know? Uh-huh, it's uh-huh. not just it's not just a guy driving his car. It's a guy driving around Chuck E. Cheese pizzas. That's what this is, bringing all that sweetness to your nose. Wow. <laughs> wow, so deep. Speaking of Chuck well, E. Cheese, uh, what's a no? Go ahead. I was going to do a plug yeah, well, for Chuck E. Cheese. Speaking of Chuck E. Cheese, um, uh, analogies is uh, what's his name? Uh, Matt Matt Porter of ADHD Whiskey just did a video on a few weeks ago uh on taking cast strength bourbons and and proofing them to a 107 because matt loves antique 107 and uh thinks it's like a a, like almost a perfect proof oh okay uh and so he like aged some down and i forget what his final winner was but some were some were better and uh, some were better cast strength as they were but um yeah, it's, it's a thought. Like, what is the best proof? And uh, and I think this is a red really good proof. Handed. But yeah, I just, I, yeah. If you can catch him red-handed, that's the best proof you got. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> proof's in the pudding proof. <laughs> pudding, the best proof. Um, so you would, what, what, yeah. you just take your cast strength and you just dump in a bunch of jello pudding mix and then you shake that sucker up and you got the best bourbon in the world with vanilla pudding, of course. So, then, so me and Heather try to do a old and try to forget about the controversy Bill Cosby uh, impression of like <laughs> jello pudding. He's like, I, li- I like to eat the pudding because it makes me strong. And, um, and neither of us have a good Bill Cosby impression. Probably a good no, thing. that was great. No one cool. wants to do an impression of him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
my favorite. I'm much better at singing like rock with a falsetto than I am impersonating someone like Bill Cosby. So my favorite Bill Cosby is early Bill Cosby when he was on Nickelodeon doing picture pages. Mm-hmm. So picture pages, picture mm. pages. Come along, it's picture pages. Time to have some fun and draw some pictures. And only Miles Ferguson may know what I'm talking about. But cheers, Miles. Yeah. I, I bet Bryce knows what you're talking about. Bryce, yeah, Bryce might. Because he grew up in California, and Californians had cable. Did you know Nickelodeon also originated in what state, Cole? California. Ohio. Oh. It all comes back, Jack. Now I know. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go for a sip on the water. It's funny, like I one of the one of the states that I help price in my department is Ohio. And so we do Ohio, Indiana, and Michigan. And the funny thing to me is that no one cares about Ohio. Like on my team, it's all the all the uh, people care I guess less about Indiana, but like <laughs> Ohio is the one that brings in the most um premium for us like out of those three states like easily like they have so many metro areas in that state like cleveland toledo columbus uh cincinnati dayton uh i forget what else i'm thinking but those those are the big ones and like there's a lot and they're big cities for like a state that seems kind of random um but it's like funny it's got this like it's it brings in the most but it's kind of boring at least in what we do (laughs) so yeah (laughs) Uh, so I never gave my my nose notes or my tasting notes on the water yet. Oh, okay. uh, nose notes, it's very much more vapory. Same kind of notes though, uh, a little bit just more vapory and almost not. It's definitely not better on the nose with that. Uh, in terms oh, of the really? palate, similarly, it's a little thinned out, oh. uh, but I'm still getting those nice caramely green apple notes that I, and like the candy too, which is good. But it's it's a little more almost proofy it's weird it, it kind of went up in proof a little bit you're kind of killing me here because it killed the bitterness for me it enhanced the mm-hmm. sweetness on the nose for me i liked it with water better it was uh, uh-huh. yeah i'm kind of regretting oh with the ice no i haven't, haven't done ice yet just water just with water to me it was oh i got sweeter killed the bitterness like it had a nice like almost not even caramely but almost like butterscotch which is kind of weird for bourbon to me i can get behind butterscotch it it was really rich with the water for me so i liked it yeah i like that i like it all right i'm gonna let my bus driver drop this cube and give it the old swishy swish oh dear it's getting colder as i swishy swish huh why does that always happen (laughs) science i guess i don't know we have to any if anyone listening is a scientist we'll have to to get a scientist tell us the science behind this uh oh. Ooh, good nose. Okay, tell me what you're getting. Cause a little I'm not, muted. I'm not liking what I'm getting. Tell me what you got. Are you getting a little barf? No, no. I'm getting latex, which to me might oh, as well really? be barf for a bourbon. But keep going. There's a there's a slight note of barf, but it's it's almost like was it? You know, it's not like a bad thing. It's almost like, wait, is that barf? Let me smell that. You know, it's like, it's it's a questionable barfy smell. Uh, but if I focus my energy, it's more of just a sweet, semi-muted, apple-y When smell. is it? 
What is it ever? Was that barf? Let me go in for a closer inspection. Like, <laughs> you know how it and is. You make fun it's of like, my. Was that barf? You make fun of my Chuck E. Cheese references. That's <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese barf. That's like a kid hangover or a kid like blackout is like Chuck E. Cheese barf. Oh gosh, I ate so much pizza. I don't even remember what happened. It puked everywhere. <laughs> yep. Setting up for success later in life. Hmm. Mm. So, mm. I the more I swished and kind of let it warm, I, I maybe it was warming back up again without the ice. I did a small cube. Latex went away, but on the palate, it is it feels hotter. Really? I don't know. It feels like. A little bit bitter. Does it? I might have used too much. But I don't know about hotter. Or not enough ice. Huh. I don't know. I dropped it. I, I had my bus driver move that bus, then move the bus back, then move it back again. So I'm, I put a little more ice in here. Let me give me give me a second there. Weirdly, I'm, I'm still like not on the palate, but I keep sniffing and I get a little barf. Like, and it's, it's forgettable and it's not like, it's not a turn off. But it's like huh. a hint of barf. I feel like you just gave us uh, a ice. like that's some good material for your therapist, Cole. Yeah. I keep on barf. It's Every not week a I gotta get off. new stuff. But <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not not into that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, I I think it's a tiny bit of bitterness on the palate. Um, it definitely, the only reason I don't like it more is because the bitterness takes over. Uh, not takes over, but is present. Um, Man, we are hmm. so far apart on this one. My uh, mm-hmm. my neat pour was not, like I got more bitterness there than anything else. And now you're That's really- That's so getting, weird. Yeah, it is weird. But, all right. I think- I still like it with ice. I just would never pour it again with ice because it's so much better to eat. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of digging the water. The water was pretty good. I didn't. Add, I had a little bit. Yeah. I had a little bit of water. Like it wasn't a ton, and it was uh, just about right too. So, mm. but the neat wise, I, I I think there's something too saying it's a. I mean, a really good proofage. So. Hmm. Yeah, for Ooh. sure. Are you ready to give yeah. rating? I think so. What do you got? Um, this one made low nines for me. Oh, okay. I think this is just a fantastic bourbon. Like I said, if you handed me this and said, sorry, Cole, I'm going to take away your whole collection and you can only drink this for the rest of your life, I'd be somewhat bummed, but I'd be like, you know what? I will never have a bad pour neat. Um, really good. I could drink this for the rest of my life is what I'm really saying. Uh. I'm going to give it a 9.1, just flat 9.1. Yeah. Okay. It's good. Um, How much would I pay for this is the question. I would pay up to, I feel like a good, what we should even talk about in future episodes is like a break point. When would we really question paying for it at that? And when would we be like, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. And that point for me is 85 probably and i feel like that's kind of subjective so this is objective at the same point because uh-huh like if you asked me uh before we started this podcast what my, what my break point be for uh-huh. this and be like oh, i can't yeah. pay more than msrp because i wasn't at the point where true, i was like sometimes I, I i feel like 
your wallet kind of fluctuates the more you realize kind of the value, right? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. You were finishing thought, and I just interrupted you. Yeah, I'd say like I'd pay up to eighty five for this bottle, but at that point, I would be like, "Oh, is it worth that?" You know? Yeah. It would be the that would be the break point of like, ah, oh, this is a hard choice. Like where it would actually be a hard choice, where it's like, should I buy it? Should I not? Eighty five dollars, and with a retail of fifty, I would easily buy it at fifty. Yeah, see, I don't know if I'd go much more than that. Like, it's hard to get, so I would definitely pick up a bottle if I saw it, right? But that's just yeah. based on, well, I know I'm not going to get another chance to get this, so I might as well get it kind of a thing. Um, but this yeah. this is not my favorite. It's it's a, like the neat. Really? Yeah, the neat, mm-hmm. the neat to me is like, oh, it smells like what a bourbon should be. It tastes like what a bourbon should be. But on the neat, and the neat was... A good pour. Uh, I think water was probably my favorite, but even on the neat, I get a little bit of bitterness. And I feel like if you're, if I'm getting a little bit of bitterness on the neat, like I don't know if that's necessarily for me. If that makes sense. Like I expect it with the water yeah. at the time. Like I'm not, sh- I'm not shocked if I get it with the water. I'm not shocked if I get it with the ice. But for neat, eh, it's a little, less a little, little reverse hubbit of what for me. I was like, oh, why am I getting that? But th- again, I've had this before and I didn't get that. So maybe it's just night. Um, I think my overall rating, I'm just going 8.5. I feel like an 8.5, this is a good okay. standard um, of yeah. if it's going to hit that hub of what, it goes higher than that. If it's, you know, not quite everything what you expect from bourbon, it goes lower than that. So I'm going 8.5. You know what I realized? What's that? Is that my favorite bourbons or whiskeys of all time, or at least especially American whiskeys. If it can replicate one of my favorite candies, instantly amazing. Okay. And, like, I look back at, uh, like, the Single Oak Project that we had, the Barrel 16, mm-hmm. which tasted like fruit roll-ups. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. Looking back at the, uh, Caleb Olson sent the Blanton straight from the barrel that tasted like butterscotch all over the place. Oh, what was the one? One of my favorite uh, things. What was the uh, Capri Sun mixed berry one we got? Do you remember that? I can't remember oh, what that was. A good question. Capri Sun mixed berry. Yeah. I forget. But I'm with you. Yes. Wasn't that? Uh, yeah. But like, if I can, and if I can get candy, or even like uh, the Stag 2016 Stag, one of my favorite pours ever. Uh, it tastes like Grandma's apple pie. Like candy or desserts. If I can get that, like very clear, I'm I'm nine plus easily um my favorite whiskeys are candy or desserts so that's just me though some people like jason preston for example not as much into sweet or as sweet as i am at least uh sure he's sweet and he's good looking (laughs) too but um but yeah in terms of whiskeys i like them super sweet so nice okay Luckily, I have a little bit of the... I just poured out the rest of my little sample bottle, and I'm going to enjoy this. So. Well, I will save what I got here for when you're up here next. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Are we ready? I think we're ready for Whiskey World News. Oh, oh, oh something's wrong. And we're back. And guess what? 
Everything's okay. Cliffhanger. You thought Robbie might be dying, but it wasn't. It's just time for Whiskey World News. And we're going to go kind of quick here because we're going kind of long. But you know what? That's all right. 150. Here we are. That's all right. So this one comes from DeadlineNews.uk. Deadload News. <laughs> it's been written by Maha Grantham. And it's titled, The Spirit of Radio, BBC host and whiskey fans pair his favorite music with the water of life. An Edinburgh Whiskey Society has teamed up with a radio presenter to, fair, to pair his favorite music with Scotland's national drink. The BBC Radio nice. Scotland presenter Vic Galloway has been broadcasting weekly on BBC Radio 1, BBC Scotland, and BBC Music for over 22 years. Using his knowledge of both music and whiskey, Mr. Galloway will explore his relationship between the two worlds. Mr. Galloway has been an author of two music books, a DJ and musician, is also an avid malt whiskey fan and member of the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society. He's come up with his pick of perfect genres to match with the society's flavor profiles. In this mix, the society's young and sprightly flavorly profile likened the genre dream pop with its effervescent and sweet, joyous and uplifting exuberance that seems, oh man, that guy's really stretching to like get all the adjectives in there, seems utterly timeless and forever <laughs> young. The Scottish broadcaster said music and whiskey go together like, well, Music and whiskey. There's nothing better than sitting back with the like-minded friends and sharing experience. And that is what the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society is all about. Um, it's been a lot of fun, and you might find a few surprises in there. If you've not already, I encourage you to become a member of this phenomenal organization. But anyway, I thought that was kind of a fun... I mean, that's kind of right up our alley, right? Like, music... Yeah, for sure. Whiskey, just... I think what he's saying there truly is just like... Get together and enjoy things. Enjoy beautiful things. And I think whiskey is one of those beautiful things. I think music is one beautiful thing to enjoy together. And you know what? Pair them together. There you go. So I guess that's my thought before yeah. you can even ask me back. But I don't know, Cole, any thoughts on that article? Yeah. No, I, I love talking about whiskey and music. In fact, like uh, there's a few Instagram <laughs> accounts that, that do talk about whiskey and music. One of them being Urban Bourbonist. And I don't know if Chris, or not Chris, what's his name? Yeah, I think it's Chris. Um, Pratner or something like that. Not Pratner, because that's Chris Pratt. No. um, Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, I love talking about whiskey and music. And and, and, and I I feel like we should, oh, you know what, Robbie? We should add a segment. (laughs) We really should. So we can go to a two-hour episode. What would you listen to with this whiskey? You know what I mean? Okay. Well, I don't know how deep... I mean, is that a bad idea? Well, I get... I get... I just... It's it's a fun idea. But I don't know if we can get okay. a whole segment out of it. But I'm with you. I get what you're saying. What about... what? No, like, what, not even like... Like, literally, like, what would you drink with Weller Antique? Or what would you listen to, rather? Oh, geez. Well, should this be our what whiskey would you choose right now? No. Okay. I have a good one this week. With this, I... This... I'm thinking... Nitty gritty dirt band. Mm-hmm. That's just off the off the top of my dome. What what would you listen to with well our antique one oh seven? Electro swing. <laughs> you ever heard of that? Did I ever I probably brought this up on I think I brought it up one time with uh Adam. You may have. But Electro Swing is a really great genre. It's like swing music, but like updated. Well, cool. I, it's you, great. You didn't sell me there. I'm just thinking Gap commercials. Well, no, no. Okay, I'm gonna send you. Um, I'm gonna send you an artist. They're called Caravan Palace, and they're amazing. Okay. And like, yeah, it'll blow your mind. 
So, and and I'm sure there's some listeners out there that are like, I love Electro Swing. Talk to us on Instagram. We'd love to hear it from you. But yeah, that's what I think of whiskey and music at the same time. Okay. So. All right. Is it time for what whiskey would you choose? It's got to be because we're running close on time, Cole. Would, do you, you said Ooh. you had one. You had a good one or do you want me to go? Well, do you have the results from last week? Oh, okay. That's right. Well, you think of the one to go and I'll talk about last week. So last week was the- Oh, I got it. So here's the problem. So we uh, ADHD whiskey, Matt Porter, sorry, we were dropping your name a lot here. But we just, this is our last one for going through Matt Porter's ADH whiskeys, five whiskey. The old spin J. <laughs> Whiskey's need to have the remix, the old spin J. And uh, this one is, what's mm-hmm. your long pour whiskey, which is like for distance. It's not just mm-hmm. like sip all night long. It's trying to pour it as far yeah. as you can. And I'm a little disappointed. <sighs> Cole won 68% to 32%. Okay. That's a big difference. He went with uh, E.H. Taylor, E.H.T. Small Batch. I went with Sazerac Wide. Rye. And uh, yeah, Cole, nice. Cole won that. But we had a couple good write-ins. Well, we didn't have much write-ins. We had some interesting write-ins. And Madtown Marketer Ben Klepsig went with Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, which I would. Nice. I'm, I'm not Epic. sure the reasoning behind that, but I I, I wouldn't doubt it. And then uh, Marco and Casey, why are we wasting whiskey and spilling it on a long pour? And that's the thing with EHT small batch, you're probably going to waste it. But with that Sazerac rifling, you're not going to waste it. It's going to go right where you shoot it. Not as much. Yeah. Um, and then Joel and Mo9, I think you get too much glugging with a long neck. So there's some some logic there. Going for Knob Good Creek. Good point, Joel. So I'm like, you know what? Like, right. Like, if a long neck's like go the go the opposite end of the spectrum. Go short neck. Knob Creek, there you go. One of them's got to be better than the other, right? And then uh, yeah. Bryce Morita, he gets me. He went with Silverback Christina Riggleman Reserve, which similar to like a Willet uh, pot still has that super long neck. Put some rifling on it. Shoot that sucker yeah. across the room kind of thing. So Some of that glug, 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 you know? <laughs> exactly. So anyway, Cole, do you have a, what whiskey would you choose for this week? So this one's a one that we've never done. Nor do we endorse for the most part. Uh, but I have a really good feeling we'll have a lot of write-ins for this okay. one. Okay. And this question, this what whiskey would you choose, is what was the whiskey involved with your most regrettable whiskey experience? Oh, gosh. And heck, it might be, you might be talking about like what... Um, you know, you might be like, I really didn't like that whiskey, therefore it was regrettable. But you might be like, I pushed the limits way too far with this whiskey, and I regret doing mm-hmm. that. Yep. Um, so I, I personally, I don't endorse getting blackout drunk or anything like that. You, the listeners who know, I've been drunk once in my life, and I'm not super proud of that. But I am interested to hear what other people's stories are. And I do have the whiskey that got me drunk the one time. Um, so it, I don't know what, do you have something on your mind, Robbie, before I give my answer? Yeah. Is your, your mind's a downer. So I'll go first and then you can hopefully bring it back up. <laughs> uh, the night that I found out my dad, uh, was terminal with his pancreatic cancer. I mm-hmm. drank way too much Kirkland, uh, Kirkland, whatever their bourbon is. So it was like the Costco Kirkland bourbon and yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a bad night, and that's what I drank, and I drank too much, and I was I had a bad night. So, regrettably, I don't yeah. think I'll drink that again. But, 
So down so there, give me how the long, if you don't mind me asking, how long before you found that out before he passed away? Um, it was about a year and a half year. Okay. Yeah. That's a long time. That's yeah. hard. So, yeah. But it was, yeah, that was, that was a rough night on multiple levels. And I'll tell you one thing, like I puked and puking whiskey is disgusting. Good to know. It's gross. <laughs> Haven't been there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, there's my downer. Where's your upper, Cole? My upper. It's not really. An, I mean, I this guess is, it's more of an upper than that. So. It's going to be funnier. Um, the wedding in which I did push my limits too far. Uh, shout out to Mitch Sheridan. And uh, I we went out that day, me and some of the uh, family members, uh of the wedding party and all that uh we went out to it was in pennsylvania and we went out to a they basically have abc stores out there it's like i want to say it's like fine wine and good spirits or something like that uh out in pennsylvania and we got some um old overholt bonded oh so 100 proof rye whiskey jim beam distillery and just couldn't stop you know it was, it was too good a party and didn't even realize and and i didn't barf i didn't do anything i didn't like obviously but i was like but the big thing that sold me was that i don't remember making the decision to go to bed i just remember like having good time with people and then being like oh i'm in bed now because <laughs> i remember those things so at that point i knew i had pushed my limits because honestly i i don't believe i should be getting drunk uh, multiple reasons for that. Ask me personally if you want to. Um, but that was it. Old Overholt, Hundo Proof, Bonded. So that's my answer. I'm really intrigued to hear some people's stories. If you're mm-hmm. listening now, uh, keep an eye out for this Tuesday or Wednesdays. Um, what whiskey would you choose? So I'd love to hear what you say. Sounds good. Yeah, this this could get some great answers, or this might be like the imp- the impetus for us all going to group therapy who knows we'll see yeah yeah Yeah, for sure hey cole so well um yeah what's up what are we drinking next week so let me look at my uh trusty list i still haven't couriered you even though i i um intended to courier you the uh 12 whiskeys that i had prepped uh, I still haven't sent that over yet. So I'm thinking, um, what about here? I'll put one up and then you can match it. Okay. Um, let me think. Oh, you're thinking it's not good for <laughs> radio. What about, mm-hmm. I know, right? <laughs> uh, what about Kings County bottled and bond? Ooh. Okay, so that's... That was a Ben Klepsig's joint. Yeah. Or no, and, yeah, that was Ben Klepsig's And that's, that's yeah. Brooklyn, New York, right? That is Brooklyn, New York. Okay, oh, cool, I got it. We're going East Coast versus West Coast. I'm going to go Two Bar Okay. from Seattle. Nice. East side, I like West that. Side. That'll be a good matchup. Yeah. Okay. And we're both from each... Because I'm from the East Coast and you're from the West Coast. Seriously. Maybe that's why we get along so well. I like, although I like uh, Biggie a little more than I like Tupac. Well, I like. Uh, <laughs> what do you like, Cole? Trying to think who's an East Coast <laughs> East Coast artist. 
Well, I like the Beastie Boys more than I like Nirvana. Oh gosh, that's a man. That's a tough pick right there. That is a tough pick. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we'll do that next week. That sounds great. Yep. Uh, Cole, I sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, hope you get 150 plus more episodes. You've done an awesome job, bud. Well, Robbie, I hope you get 150 plus more episodes with me. Cool. That's crazy. Uh, but most of all, listeners, I hope our love of spirits lifted yours. Thank you.